welcome to the Mom Owned and Operated Podcast, the podcast about moms and for moms, where we have candid conversations about running a business, raising a family, and remembering ourselves. I'm your host, Rita Suzanne, a single mom of four, digital strategist, and provider of no-nonsense business strategies and tactics. Good morning, everybody. My name is Rita Suzanne, and today for Mom Owned and Operated, I have my guest, Sarah Massey, and I'm so excited to talk to you today, Sarah, and please tell everybody about you and all of the things. Yeah, thank you for having me, Rita. I'm excited to be here. Um, I was so excited when I saw that you were creating this podcast because it's so, I mean, it's just this whole like mom, mom owned business thing is such a, there's so much that goes into it, right? Just yes. juggling all the things. And so um, a little bit about me. I have four kids um, ages from the ages of, well, when this goes live, he'll be almost nine up to 16. So my oldest is 16. And they're all boys. Um, we have two dogs. We have five chickens. Oh my gosh. Um, married. And so that's like my home life. And um We've all been home together for almost a full year now, which has been really crazy. It's been, it's been hard, but it's also been, um, it's been a blessing to just mm-hmm. really have like the time together that we otherwise wouldn't have had if everyone just was living their normal life. So um, it's a very, very busy household. And um, I have been running my business since my oldest was born. Well, I started my business basically, well, when he was a baby. So mm-hmm. it's been about 16 years that I've been running my business and um, it's taken all sorts of twists and turns over the years. I definitely did not start out doing what I'm doing now. Uh, I've learned so much over the years and, um, but I wouldn't trade any of it. Like all of the things mm-hmm. that I learned have all contributed to where I am right now in my business. Mm-hmm. So tell us, what is your business? Yeah. So, okay. So I started um, a, a quick backstory. I started out, um, well, basically, you know, I was in corporate and I knew that my son was born. I knew that I wanted to be home with him. And this was back in 2005. So we're going way back to like pre-Facebook. There was no thing, like there was no social media. Um, the internet was like still new, I felt like. And it was, mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to work from home. But, and I, but I didn't want to do direct sales and I just wasn't really sure what to do. So I started looking into things like eBay, like selling clothes on eBay. And I wound up doing an online boutique, um, selling children, baby and children's like gifts, which was really fun. So I did that for a while. And then I got into the blogging world. I had a mom blog, um, I did a, a bunch of little things like in the whole blog world and the baby world. And then it was around 2010 that I realized that all of these little things that I did, the one thing they had in common was like the development and the evolution of a brand. And so that was like the most fun part for me. And that's why I did so many different things because I was like, I just loved bringing brands to life and like creating the assets that go with a brand. And so that's when I realized my true calling was branding and design. Mm -hmm. And so that was around 2010. And so I've spent the past 11 years in the world of branding. I learned web design and um, 
have just, you know, worked with hundreds of clients developing brands and, and websites. And then most recently in the past few years, I actually started, and you, I know you are familiar with this. I started um, doing, offering my design services via a day rate business model, which totally like took my business to another level as far as it gave me back my time. Mm -hmm. Before doing day rates, I was like working every day. I was constantly like, just like, I felt like I was on that hamster wheel of like constantly working on clients and chasing new clients and chasing, it was, it was crazy. And so moving over to a day rate model really like helped me get some of my sanity back and helped me to have days off and not be working so much. Um, and so that was amazing. And then just in the past, like two years, I have spent like teaching other designers how to do that. So. Well, as one of your students, I can tell you that it has actually transformed my whole life, you know, because like you said before, when you are having taking on projects, it's you're taking on this project, it's that whole feast and famine, where you're taking on this project, you start the project, and then you have to um, still go out and try to find new clients because you're in so at the same time, you're working on multiple projects, and it feels like you're never going to get done. And by the time you get done with the project, you've already been paid months ago. So that's why you have to keep on getting more and more clients in. And then it just felt so overwhelming. And so when um, you started the your whole course and everything, even though I was doing them sporadically, I just remember when I first started, it was the best month of my whole business. And I had been in business for, I don't know, five or six years at that point. Yeah. And so it was just, it just transformed everything for me as well. Yeah. yeah. And it really, I mean, the, the beauty of it as a, as a mom is that it does give you back more of your time too. So not only is the money better, but you're, and you're making more, but you're also now you have a very like clear, like picture of what days you're going to be working so you can get childcare or if your kids are in school, you, you know, line it up so that you do them while they're in school. But it's just really streamlined things for me. It made me be able to like go on vacation and not have to worry about clients or sales or anything while I was away. So yeah, it's been amazing. I know I started booking out days where it's like, okay, I'm not even working this whole week. You know, it's like, it's so different. And, and, and the thing that I love about it, it's not just for us as designers, like even your assistant is now transforming her business into a day rate model as well. Right. Yeah. 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 She does. Um, well, she has like course, she's actually transitioning out of VA work and doing course setups, but we have a lot of people in the, in the course who do systems setups, like CRM setups. So really like any kind of work that you can do in a compressed amount of time can be done in this model. I love it. So tell us about what is your typical day look like, especially with four boys and they're being homeschooled and you're trying to run your business, even though it's more streamlined, there has to be, you know, a, it has to be a lot going on over there. It's a lot. It's constantly just, so everyone's home. So for anybody listening to this, I am in North Carolina and our kids. So we're, we are now a month 11 of no school. Mm -hmm. So they are virtually schooled. So I'm not homeschooling them. They have a curriculum through our school district, right. but they are at home. And, um, it was definitely a struggle. Well, of course, when, um, you know, lockdown started in March, everybody was struggling. Nobody knew what was going on. It was just kind of like a free for all for everyone, I felt like. Um, but then like 
starting the school year in the fall, I felt like it was going to be more organized and it was very hard to, because they need, they, my little ones still need help. Like they can't sit and stay focused and know what to do all day. So, um, we did actually hire a tutor to come in four days a week and sit with them, my younger boys and, um, help them with school. So it's been wonderful that I now can like actually work and not feel like I'm trying to help them, trying to work, going back and forth. And so, um, but my typical day really is, you know, because they're older, I don't, there's no naps. I don't have to change them or feed them or anything like that. So it's still a work day for me. They're just in here a lot asking me questions and, um, I'm kind of always trying to like redirect, (laughs) redirect, go back and do this. Um, Mm -hmm. so that kind of thing, but I do work pretty much every day. Now I'm, you know, I I do design work not as often as I was because I'm really focusing on my courses now and Mm -hmm. my coaching program, but, um, you know, I'll still do an occasional intensive for a day and then I may have a day of calls and then I do a lot of like content creation now. So content for my programs, not even necessarily Mm -hmm. marketing, but, um, just, expanding on my course and turning it into a higher level coaching program. So all of the content that has to go in there is really what I've been focused on. Yeah. And like even creating content is such a struggle. Like for, I know for me, when I'm trying to sit down and create content and one of my kids come in here, I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like I have to start all over. It's so frustrating because you know, here they are coming in and like, you want to help them and everything, but you also need to focus and get forward because otherwise I'm going to be here all night because I haven't even gotten through this one thing. You know? Yeah. And it's, yeah, you get distracted. So what I actually found worked best for me was getting up in the morning before they all wake mm-hmm. up. Like, I feel like that's my most focused time that by like five o'clock, my brain is fried. And all I want to do is lay on the couch and like scroll on right. Instagram or whatever, right, right. Um, or eat dinner, whatever. But like in the morning, I wake up, my brain's kind of already thinking about all the things. And so I just get up. Mm-hmm. earlier than everyone, usually about two hours earlier than everyone. So that I at least know that I have that time. But of course we did get a puppy this year. And oh, so now God. I have a puppy that needs, needs to get to up. go outside wow. all the time. Well, that's a good way to get up out of bed, right? It's like, oh, I yeah. don't want you to have an accident. Let me take you. Right. <laughs> right. And then he sits here and he, he wants my attention. He wants me to throw the ball and it's mm-hmm. so he can be annoying, but um, yeah, so I do get a lot of stuff done in the morning. Yeah, I think that's, that's good. Like a lot of people have that tip. I am the opposite. I will stay up all night and work and then try to do as much as I can at night. I don't even know why. But if I try to get up in the morning, I'm, I'm doing the scrolling in the morning and not really focused on anything. But I don't really think that that lends to me creating content or even marketing myself. So like, how do you do all of that and still market yourself? Because you're doing that consistently and very well. Um, thank you. I'm glad mm-hmm. that it appears that way. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm doing that great. Um, so I've just, you know, really, it's just for me about it's been always been about making connections mm-hmm. and staying connected. So when I connect with people, I, I really make an effort to check in with people. Um, if it's been a few weeks since I chatted with someone, whether it's on Instagram or on Facebook, um, or Voxer or Slack or whatever, it's like, 
always just kind of checking back in with people and building relationships, Mm -hmm. um, getting to know people. I mean, my business, my entire business has been built on relationships. Uh, I do use Facebook ads now for my course. So I, I, that's kind of like my fallback. Mm -hmm. I know that if there's a few days, a few days go by and I can't be out there being visible talking, I know I've got ads running and they're doing that work for me, but I can't hundred percent rely on them. So I'm always trying to come up with a better organic content strategy, which mm-hmm. I will be the first to admit is like my biggest weakness is like, oh, I can't even believe that you're saying okay. that because you're free, your free mood board challenge and all of your other things, like they have really filtered in you a lot of clients and customers. So I, I'm surprised to hear you say that because, yeah. you know, I, but I understand what you're saying because you're probably feeling like it's not enough. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's that like from the inside of the bottle looking out, I feel Mm -hmm. I don't see what other people see. I'm just like, what am I doing? What do I need to be doing different? I'm always like trying to think of what do I need to do next? And so um, I'm trying to be better at just chilling out a little bit overall. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Because we're always trying to control as a mom, like we're always trying to control all of the things. And, you know, as a business owner, like this represents us as a person. So we really want it to be perfect. Right. And it's hard to attain that perfection when we have so much. Yeah. And I think another, another thing for me is that my audience has shifted. So Mm -hmm. prior to a year ago, my audience was, I was looking for design clients. So I was always marketing to people who needed design services, but now that I'm not, now that I really don't do that as much anymore, the clients I work with are all referrals or repeat clients. And so now I need to be marketing to people who, Right. students. Yeah. And so that's where I've been like, oh, how do I pivot this? So I think that was the biggest content struggle. But that's also such a good lesson, right? For other people, especially new people to understand that your your business is going to pivot, it's going to grow and it's going to go in all of these different directions. And really knowing who your target audience is, is how you're going to actually speak to them and reach them. And I think that's a lot of times where people like become lost yeah. Like, yeah. Who, who am I talking to? Yeah. I think that's why my course does well is because the, my audience is me from a few years I ago. say that all the time. Like, I, and I feel like all my clients are me from when I first started, you know, like they, they need to know all the things that I needed to know at the time. Um, right. You know, but I did, you know, it's a lot. <laughs> so tell us what is your biggest challenge? I mean, as since since you've started your business, I know this COVID thing and the kids being home is a big thing. Um, but what has been like the biggest challenge for you overall? Um, it's really been just about balancing and, and not I, ha- I struggled with a lot of guilt for a long time because I started my business when my oldest was a baby. And so I hustled like I definitely had that hustle mentality for a long time and it was like always trying to decide between work and leaving my kids in front of the TV so that I could work a little bit more or or not paying attention to my husband because I needed to work all night or you know just that like the kids would come talk to me and I they would say something I have no idea what they just said because I'm focused on work and so mm-hmm. That's always been my biggest struggle. Um, It's still a struggle, but I do feel like now my business is set up in a way that's more manageable and I don't have as much, I'm not 
working every single day at the mm-hmm. level that I was before. Um, so I have a lot more balance now. I also um, being okay with like hiring mm-hmm. um, help, like outsourcing things that are not things that I want to be doing, like right. um, cleaning and that kind of stuff. Grocery shopping. I have my meal, my groceries delivered now. And so that's really helped. So just trying to get rid of all those extra mom things that mm-hmm. I don't need to be doing anyway and not feeling guilty about it. Right. Yeah. Because my, my main thing is like, Oh, I'll just get help in my business. But then when we talked, it was like, Oh, maybe I should get help in the house more. So, and that will help me focus more on my business, you know, because even getting help with your business, you have to train somebody how you want it done. You know? Yeah. And that yeah, takes I a found lot of time. It was so much easier to hire the, a tutor for the boys, mm-hmm. um, get my groceries delivered, have someone come in clean every, every other week. Um, you know, just like all those little things. We even started doing like a meal delivery and that has been really fun. Nice. So it's just, it's been just like any little thing to like lighten our load so that we can focus on work when we need to and time with our kids when we're not working. Yeah, it has to be hard with your husband working at home too. I mean, it's a blessing because he's there to help, but he's also has to focus on his job as well or his business. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been interesting. He thought he would be able to help more, but, um, Mm. his, you know, his, he needs to work too. So, right. Yeah. So my next question was about balance and how you're balancing everything. But I feel like you've already answered that, except you haven't really talked about how you're balancing like your self-care and like things for you. That's such a good question. <laughs> and I, I need to be doing better at it. Um, I will say we're, we're recording this in February, which is my least favorite month. Um, I, self-care for me is being outside. It's a hundred percent outside walking, um, being in my backyard, doing like doing things and like, not like manual things, but like, I like to like being outside, right? Yeah. Like even like, if it's like landscaping stuff or like trimming bushes, like it's therapeutic for me to like be in the yard. Mm -hmm. And um, so I can't do that right now. And so I'm inside, it's too cold for me to go outside, even though I'm in North Carolina, there's no snow. here. I was gonna say it's snowing here, like at least at least you're gonna get that, that warm weather a lot sooner than I am. I mean, because I'm in Ohio, and it's literally covered in snow uh, out here. And Mm -hmm. I hate it. I need to move back to California or North Carolina or somewhere else. Well, we were, I mean, I'm from New York, so I'm used to all the snow, but even here, it's just like, I don't want to be outside when it's cold. Um, But so aside from like the colder months here, which is not very much, but I like to go hiking and we have a place nearby where actually one of my girlfriends and I, we were meeting there at 7am every morning Mm -hmm. and doing like an hour, like hike through the woods before everybody woke up, like I would leave the house at 6.45, go meet her. We would do that for an hour. And it was just a great way for me to start the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love mm-hmm. doing that. Um, and just really taking time for myself at night now has right. been like my self-care after dinner. I let the kids play Xbox and I can just really just relax. I just lock just- myself in my room and then I'm like, leave me alone. Please, please just give me 15 minutes and yeah. then I'll just sit here and do nothing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? nothing. Lay on my bed and scroll. That's what I do. And for me, it's just relaxing. And so yeah, that's, that's it right now. 
Yeah, I, I completely understand that. Okay, so day rates has completely changed your life. And you tell me like, what what could you do in one day? So for instance, I do like, the way that I've structured my days now is on Mondays, I'm preparing like marketing stuff on Tuesday, I'm doing client stuff Wednesday, and so on. And um, so that's kind of helped me stay a little bit more focused. But tell me like, what do you, what can you do in your days, like an eight hour day, mm-hmm. in a day rate? Yep. Does that get overwhelming? Or? Um, it definitely takes practice. I know like the first few that I did, I was so nervous that I wasn't going to be able to get much done. I wasn't sure how fast I would be able to work. And I kind of, um, well, you know that I always preach like do it messy, just, mm-hmm. just do like the th- take imperfect mm-hmm. action and just do the thing. And so the biggest thing is to test it out and just find people who will be your like guinea pigs and test it and see how much you can get done. So um, I like to tell people to really take like, what are people always asking you for? What are you getting emails about? Oh, like, can you do this, 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 and this? And it might be something that you would have had to create like a custom proposal for. And for me, it was someone who emailed me and said, I need this, 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 this. And I was like, I don't want to create a proposal. I don't have time to create a proposal. How about you just pay me for a day and I'll, uh, we'll get as much done as we can. And that's, that's how it started for me. So I like to say, you know, figure out what people are asking you for. What is um, something that you really enjoy? Is it something that you enjoy? Because you're going to do it all day. You really need to enjoy it. Um, And is it like a profitable service? Are people paying good money for this service? Mm -hmm. So those are like the three things you want to consider. And then just testing it out. Um, For me, what I found, like I said, the first few were I was like, well, we can do like a two to three page website in a day. But if you need branding, we're going to need to do another day. But now what I really love doing is like a mini brand and then like a three to four page website. And I can typically get all of that done in a day. And it comes down to giving them the 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 appropriate prep prep work, Mm -hmm. making sure that they're prepared on, you know, before the day starts, making sure I've gathered everything that I need so that on the morning of we can just like hit the ground running and get it all done. So that's typically what I do in an eight hour day is like a simple text logo. Um, I help them finalize their colors based on their prep work and the mood board that they create. And then we build out their website in the day. Um, Some people will book another day if they want more of like branding assets or like a more involved or evolved brand. Um, But that's typically it. But I mean, like I was saying, I have people doing in my course, I have people that are doing all different things, like Mm -hmm. um, all different types of platforms. Some people are setting up ClickUp project management systems, Airtables, um, Kajabi websites, Kajabi courses, member of all, all of those things we have people doing in a day. And it just really comes down to what is like your core offer, like all the things that you offer? And then how do you chunk it down into um, day long, like compartments? I love that too, because a lot of times people try to offer like all the things, right? And so it's like, oh, I can do everything for you. 
but by doing the day rates, you really get to see like what people want from you, what they need. And then you can just ba basically take out the stuff that nobody's really asking for. And I think that alleviates a lot of the pressure off of you as well, because a lot of times we're, we're trying to mark, how can you market all of the things yep. when, you know, and reach your target audience when you're, it's almost diluted by all of the things that you're trying to do at once. Yeah. Yeah. What, well, I mean, for me, like once I got really clear on that, like MVP model, which is like the mini brand with the website, then I started doing more of them. So then my portfolio started building up with that specific type of project. Yeah. And so the more you can build your portfolio with similar work, and then you're so much more clear in your messaging and your marketing, because you know exactly what you're delivering. People know exactly what they can get from you. They can see the results. I mean, the one thing, and I know you know this, the one thing I tell everyone though is never promise deliverables. Like mm -hmm. if you're going to do a day rate, you don't want to say, I can build you a five page, five page website in a day, because if you're doing creative work, the outcome is dependent on your client approving it. And mm -hmm. so if you say, I can build you a five page website in a day, what if the client isn't happy with it and they want changes? And, or what if like they get halfway through the day and they completely change their mind? you don't want to promise anything because then you might be stuck working for another day or two to finish it up. So you have to be very clear. Like this is, you're booking me for a day and we're going to get as much done as we can. And this is typically what I can get done in a day, but every client's situation is going to be unique. So that's just, I think that's very important too. And setting boundaries and being able to say to them, um, okay, we're only, you know, this is where we are and you're going to have to add on more time. And I think that oh, even if you're super clear, I've had situations where I feel obligated to like finish the project because, you know, I, I just feel obligated, but I've stopped myself from doing that. And then I'll just give them an update a couple of hours beforehand and say, um, okay, this is as far as, this is where we are. This is what I think I'm going to be able to finish. Anything after that is going to um, cost you another day or a half day. And I feel like people are really receptive to that. Although, you know, it can be intimidating and scary for the service provider because we're like, I don't want to make them mad. I don't want to right. like, create a problem, but it's interesting how everything changes once you get that confidence to, to say like, this is where it is and this is what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it really comes down to being clear, like from the get go, when you're on that discovery call with someone, just don't ever promise an outcome. You you can always say like, this is typically what we can get done, but I never want to guarantee anything because what I just said. And so I think just setting that boundary from the moment you talk to the person before they even pay you is very important. Um, and then it makes it so much easier on the day of to say that right. Here, here's where we're at and we're going to get this much done, but I really think you need another half day. And right. like most of the time they're more than happy because they're thrilled with how much you've already gotten done. Right. Right. And that's, that's the beauty of it is that you also as the, the service provider get to see the progress that you've made. And it's almost like, wow, okay. Like I did this whole thing in one day and it makes you feel more accomplished versus like trying to juggle the five projects that you have going on and whoever's yelling the loudest is the one getting the attention. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then so. you feel like you're letting your clients down. You're always usually for me, I don't know about for you, but by the end of it, I used to have like 
resentment almost towards all the clients because I was like, Oh, this was not, this did not turn out. And, and I would, I would second guess myself thinking like, this cannot be, have been a good experience for them, you know, like, and it, because it wasn't for me, I'm feeling stressed, I'm feeling overwhelmed. And so like, you want to, to make it a good experience for that referral and for that, you know, further right. business. But I feel like, you know, in that old model, I, I just don't see how people can do it and may, unless they're charging way more than, and they have a team and they're not getting burnt out. And, right. and, you know, so maybe all of those factors can make you not feel yes. so overwhelmed yeah. by all of the things. Yeah. Okay. So one of my last questions is if there was another like mom who was interested in starting her own business and she came to you, like, what would your advice be for her? Um, I think that my best tip is to find a mentor who's gone before you. Mm-hmm. Don't try to do it all by yourself. Don't try to figure it all out on your own. Don't, if you can hire a coach or someone or join some sort of a mentorship. If you can't hire a one-on-one coach, is there a program or a course that you can join that's more affordable that gives you a mentor? Mm -hmm. I tried to do my business on my own for 10 years, (laughs) 10 years I did and 10 years of hustling and bootstrapping and stress and frustration. Like, why isn't this working? Why am I not growing? Why is this taking so long? And then as soon as I hired my first business coach within months, like I had my first 10 K month. And then I'm not saying that would happen for everyone. My business is already established, right? (laughs) Yeah, But really just um, the faster you can get into some sort of a mentorship program, I think will do wonders for anyone starting a business. Well, I do have to say like last year, even though I was in your mentorship program, I wasn't super involved, but I saw everybody else in, you know, just because of my own issues, but um, I saw everyone else doing so well in, in creating the connections and doing and launching all of the things that they had planned out for the year. And so I, I agree 100%, like getting into some type of having someone that you can bounce ideas off of is great because otherwise you're just going to sit there. And like you said, try to figure it out and, and also doing it in the most affordable way. And I feel like a lot of times it's just almost like you're just baby stepping it versus running. And, um, you know, so it's super important to, and hire the right people because, you know, there's a lot of, uh, controversy going around right now about, you know, some coaches charging extravagant amounts and not really delivering what they promise that they're going to deliver. And I feel like, you know, make sure that you're just because someone charges, a huge amount doesn't mean that you're going to walk away with what you want. And so really do your due diligence and find yeah. somebody that is that you connect with that is going to really help you go that extra mile. Yeah. And any if you see someone else doing what you want to be doing, like connect with those people mm-hmm. and find out who did they learn from. And so getting referrals, coaching referrals, that kind of thing is really helpful. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So if anybody wants to find you online, how can they find you? Um, so I'm in the process of rebranding. Um, my web, my current website is brackenhousebranding.com. Uh, if anyone wants to learn about 
day rates, they can go to dayratemagic.com. And I have a free masterclass that I go into depth about how to get started with them, um, what you need to do first, how to price your day rates. I have a pricing calculator in there. So if anybody wants to check that out, that's probably the best place. And then I'm also on Instagram at Brackenhouse Branding. Yay. Thank you so much, Sarah. It's been so amazing just sitting down and talking to you as always. Thank you, Rita. I appreciate it. This was fun. Yay, thanks. And there you have it. I want to encourage you to remember that being a mom who runs her own business is not easy. We all struggle, but just keep moving forward and don't forget to make time for yourself. As moms, we are usually the first thing to go to the bottom of the list. If your business is overwhelming you and you need real solutions, not just some sugar-coated suggestions, apply to work with me at ritasuzanne.com slash apply.